and welcome to a new episode of the Book Host Squad Pod. I'm Shruti. I'm Sarah. And I'm Grace. In today's episode, we're going to discuss our group read for the month of August, The Hardest Fall by Ella Mays. Um, but before we get into the book and our various opinions on it, let's talk about what we have been reading this week. Um, I'll start. I read The Hardest Fall by Ella Mays this week. <laughs> um, as I have been kind of alluding to, Life has gotten crazy, work started for me, so I just really haven't had time to read. I normally wait till the day before to start reading our group reads. I started this a full week ago, and it took me an entire week to read a book. I've become one of guys. Wow. One of us. Yeah. All right, Grace, what have you been reading? Um, so I finished One to Watch by Kate Stamen London the other day. And I mentioned that, I think it was in our last episode. I don't know. I mentioned it in one of our episodes. And it is about a plus-size fashion blogger who becomes the Bachelorette. And it was very good. I highly enjoyed it. If you enjoy the Bachelorette, you will enjoy this book. But if you don't enjoy the Bachelorette, you might still enjoy the book. It had a very positive and uplifting message. Um, it was kind of, I kind of predicted how it would end. But that's okay. Sometimes, sometimes that's fine. And mm-hmm. it was predictability really like, is fun. Yeah, exactly. And it was really like, I don't know, I like seeing the main character begin to like accept herself and all that stuff. And it was just a good book. Very highly recommend it. Nice. Sarah, what did you read this week? Um, I oh, I actually finished well, I finished The Hardest Fall, our group read, which I started like two weeks ago. I was pretty proud of myself because I've been really <laughs> bad about like when I started group read a few days before, it's bad because I don't read as quickly as Shruti does. But I started this one two weeks ago, and I finished it the other day, a couple days early. So wow. I was pretty proud of myself. Yes. And I also finally finished Felix Ever After by Casing Calendar. Okay. I've been talking about this book for like four weeks now, and it was really good. I think I'm going to give it, like, four stars. Um, it was, like, it was just a very, like, positive book. It was, it definitely dealt with, like, serious topics. But it had, like, a very positive message. And I definitely recommend it. It was really good. Nice. Nice. All right. So then let's go ahead and dive in into our group read. Um, so for those of you who followed along and read it with us, welcome. For those of you who did not read, here's a quick synopsis. So The Hardest Fall by Ella Mays um, is a romance novel. Um, It's basically, there is a girl named Zoe and a guy named Dylan. Dylan is a football player. Um, They're both in college. And Zoe has moved to this college and they meet each other. They have like three meet-cutes, which is actually kind of cool. They have three meet-cutes and eventually circumstances happen where they end up being roommates. And it's about them you know, being roommates, and then they fall in love because it's a romance novel. Um, they have a really cute romance, a uh, really cute friendship, and it's a lot of slow burn. Um, we'll talk about how, like, for the first 75% of this book, they don't actually kiss. So they have, it's a very, very much a slow burn. Um, and there's, there are plot twists and, like, shocking discoveries and things like that, and there's a lot of side characters. So, yeah. And so I want to know what your guys' initial reactions were, your non-spoilery thoughts. So, Sarah, why don't you go first? Wait, first. Oh, actually, wait. I want to let Grace go first, but yeah. Well, why did you, why did you pick this book, Shruti? Oh, yes. Good question. Um, so I picked this book because I wanted to make Sarah and Grace read a romance. So that was my first criteria. Um, and first of all, they both were like looked at the cover and they're like, oh, my God, sports, and didn't want to do it. So part of me was being <laughs> petty. 
second of all, I really did like it. And I think, and we're going to discuss this. There are things that I, that are really, that are not good about it. And I think are very typical of the romance genre in that way. But there are things I really liked about it that I liked more than what I didn't like um, that I wanted to highlight and I wanted to talk about. Yeah. That's a good reason. Yeah. I feel like it's a very much a romance novel and it's like Mm -hmm. a decent one. It's not one of the worst ones, but it's actually a decent romance novel. So Grace, what did you think about, what did you think about The Hardest Fall? Okay. So as we know, I am not a romance novel reader. I read them sometimes, but when I read them, they are very tame and they have to fit a certain thing that I want to read. Mm -hmm. This was not, this was not (laughs) my kind of romance novel. But Mm -hmm. I actually didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't hate it. Um, What are my general thoughts? Um, I appreciated that they weren't horny until the last 75%. (laughs) However, they were, okay, but compared to the last romance, Sarah's making a face. Compared to the last romance novel Trudy Manis read, it was less, it wasn't as Mm -hmm. bad. Sure, we got lines like her delectable little bud every now and then. Uh, All the time. But it wasn't every five seconds. It wasn't off the charts horny, though. Like, he wasn't like, never mind, I'm not gonna, I can't say things out loud like that. <laughs> I thought I could, but I can't. But it wasn't, like, off the charts up until the 75%. And when I say off the charts, I was, like, I listened to the audiobook. I was listening to porn in my car. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. I did not enjoy that part. Definitely not. But, you know, I powered through it. And it wasn't the worst experience I've ever had in my life. So, you know, it's fine. So, um, I... I've been, like, reading more romance novels late recently. Like, um, I read Beach Read, and I read, like, a couple others. And I decently liked our the last uh, romance novel we read as a group read, The Real Deal. I liked that pretty well. And, um, but this one, though, um, I did not really enjoy, like, <laughs> at all, really. Um, and I think we were talking about this before we started recording, but... I think part of that came from the fact that I listened to it on audio and it just like, first of all, the narrators were really bad and it just like, didn't, I don't think it translated Mm. well to audio. Like, I think I would have, like, I don't think I would have loved it if I read it like in a ebook or uh, like, I don't know, hard copy. But um, I think it would have been like less painful. Like I didn't hate it, but I just didn't, like it and I thought then it's funny because I went into it I was like I'm gonna hate the 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 roommates trope because I mentioned I hate that I was I'm gonna hate the sports but really those two things didn't weren't what bothered me throughout the book um for me the my biggest issue was the writing because it felt like every one action required like 20 sentences to get across what they were doing and I noticed that, and I wish I was, I was also saying this earlier, that I wish I had, like, another reason I wish I had read it in paper format or ebook was so I could, like, point out specific lines, because I would be listening to it on audio in the car, and I'd be like, this, this is a perfect example of what I mean, that it takes her, like, 20 sentences to say, like, that they do one thing, not, like, 20, made, like, too many sentences to say that they do, like, one thing, <laughs> and it just kept, like, and I don't know, just, I really, it didn't vibe well with me, and it just made the whole book like just not work well with me. And uh, yeah, I didn't like the characters. Um, I didn't like 
I really hated Zoe. She was absolutely ridiculous. She, I don't know how she was alive for however the fuck old she was. She was supposed to be 22. I don't know how she existed on earth for as long as she did because she would like, like, oh my God, like I dropped a pen. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, I'm going to go kill myself. Like, <laughs> that's so quirky of me. Relax. I dropped my pen. Yeah. Oh my God. And don't even get me started on the pizza thing. Okay. This bitch would not shut up about how she loves pizza. And I'm like, relax, Jennifer Lawrence. We all love pizza. Like, it's fine. And the I worst thought part, about Jennifer Lawrence. Too. Yeah. I, I was Jennifer like, this Lawrence is this. I was like, that's so Jennifer Lawrence of her. Like, she's so quirky. And one point she's like, oh my God, like, it's so embarrassing. I need like a whole pizza by myself. And I'm like, wow, you're so like, and then, um, then Dylan would always be like, oh my God, I love that she eats pizza. Like that's so quirky of her. And it just made it worse. Like it was just her saying it. I would be like, that's annoying, but like whatever. He was like, oh my God, I can't believe like a girl eats pizza. This is crazy. Here's the thing about that. The thing about that is, and this is not just an issue that the novel has. Mm -hmm. There's so many things where people are like, oh my God, I'm so quirky because I like to eat food. Yeah. And you know, like a normal human being, most people do. Uh And the thing is, the thing is that only hot skinny girls can get away with doing shit like that. (laughs) For them, it's like, oh, so cute and funny. But if I was like, man, let me eat this whole pizza by myself, someone would say I was a bad thing. Exactly. It It only worked because like, you know, and you know, Dylan kept describing to like that perfect body or whatever. And like, and yet, yeah. So that too and then okay also i wanted to mention the peanut m&ms thing she's like another thing she's like i'm so quirky because like i buy peanut m&ms but i don't eat them isn't that so hilarious and quirky of me and he was like yeah that's so hilarious and quirky of you and there was like a scene that went on for way too long where he found her peanut butter m&ms it was like oh wait no she like didn't buy them because she would eat those some some yeah 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 and (laughs) he was like it was like a whole scene that went on. He's like, I can't believe you bought these. You're so quirky. And she's like, I know. Oh my God, Dylan. And it was just like, like their interactions. I didn't feel the slow burn tension because I was thinking too busy thinking about how like stupid the writing was. So I just like, like, I don't know. It was really just like, I'm not, I'm not trying like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm dunking on like romance novels or anything because I, this is like the first one I've read in a very long time that I didn't enjoy. So I'm not like, you know, going to be like, oh, I'm never reading a romance novel again. So, you know, it was just, it just, this one just didn't vibe with me. I will, I, this is kind of a spoiler, but I'm going to say it in the non-spoiler section because I feel like it's like fair to know going in just in case someone like needs a warning about it. There is a domestic violence storyline, not with the main characters, with a side character. And in my opinion, it was basically used as a device to bring the two characters together. And that was just like really fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, be aware if you're going into reading this book that it's kind of dicey in that regard. Um, but um, something I did like the plot twists were endless. I did too. I there was I liked plot that too. twist after plot twist. And uh, they, you know what? They were well executed. I didn't see any of them coming. I really didn't. I, you know. So that, yeah, those are those are my my biggest thoughts. Um, Before Shruti responds to your thoughts, yes. I wanted to say regarding the audiobook. Oh then, yeah. So there's two there's two point of mm-hmm. views. Me and Sarah both listen to the audiobook. There's two point of views in the book. So there's two narrators. There's uh-huh. one for Dylan and there's one for Zoe. The Zoe narrator was fine. 
Yeah, the yeah. Dylan she, narrator oh would have been fine if he didn't have to speak. Didn't, to yes, character. if he didn't do <laughs> the Zoe awful. voice. It was awful. Like, I think that's part of why I hate it. Like, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe the, maybe I should not have listened to the audiobook. But in my defense, I didn't know it would be this bad. If I had known yes. the audiobook was that bad, I would have told you guys. Yeah, to if I had known, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, have listened absolutely. to it. And it wasn't until, like, close to the end where I was like, wait a minute, maybe the audiobook is, like, ruining this for me. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I mean, obviously Zoe did have issues, but I definitely mm-hmm. only, I found her more annoying when mm-hmm. it was during Dylan's yeah. parts than when it was her I thought, parts. Yes, I was going to say that too, because it was just the voice that he used for her and just like seeing her through Dylan's perspective, I think made her yeah. worse seeming. Yeah, when when it was agree. through her perspective, she was like annoying, but I didn't like, I don't know, I was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. So, Yeah. So I'm going to completely agree with, disagree with everything Sarah said. But that's fine because Sarah is valid and like completely allowed to have all of her opinions and we love her. But I completely disagree with everything Sarah said. Um, I do strongly, especially since you guys are saying that you disliked her more in Dylan's perspective, I do think the audiobook ruined the book for you. And that's very good to know that, you know, sometimes the narrators will make or break your mm-hmm, story. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. So yeah. So I love this book. When I, so I first read this book like two years ago when it came out. I originally was not going to read it because if, for those of you who haven't seen, the cover is absolutely ridiculous. It is a terrible cover and does not at all fit the tone of the book, in my opinion. Um, so please do not, this is one of those books that you should not judge by the cover. Um, I still love it. I had given it five stars and I would think I would still keep that rating. As I mentioned before, there were things I did not like. Um, and a lot of the stuff is what Sarah did mention. Like the writing I do think is not the greatest. It's not, the, it's definitely not the strength of this book. Um, there are lines that are like very cliche and like, um, repetitive and yes there are definitely scenes that went on way too long um, but for me the parts that I really really loved were I really did love Zoe and I really did love Dylan and I think with Dylan it was because he was so different than the typical new adult um, hero because he wasn't the guy who like he wasn't the womanizer who kept sleeping, sleeping around he was genuinely a respectful guy um, yes he was you know a guy so he had horny thoughts every now and then and thought a girl was sexy which could be very annoying at times but like it was generally way better than other heroes I've read. And I really love Zoe and I really loved her storyline, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section um, because all the plot twists were really good. I will say reading it the second time, the plot twists seem even better because you know what's coming. So you're able to like see how she Mm. laid that foundation. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, But my absolute favorite part of this book and the reason why I really love it so much is the romance and is the slow burn stuff. Um, and again, maybe it's because I read it. So like, you know, so I feel like sometimes when you read it with, um, in like paper, an ebook form or paper form and not listen, and you're not listening to an audiobook, you're able to, and maybe this is just me because I read so fast. Some of the stuff doesn't sink in, right? So like if a scene, if like there's the same line that's being used over and over again, sometimes you won't notice that. Yeah. I don't know. The mm-hmm. writing didn't seem as cringy, I think, as it felt for you, Sarah, probably mm-hmm. because I was looking at it and not like listening to it. So I wonder if that's part of it. Um, I think it is. I will talk about this in some of my favorite scenes. My favorite scenes are those like small moments and are like the more like roommatesy frenzy stuff. And we'll, and like, I really enjoyed that slow burn intention. Um, however, like Grace mentioned, I would say the first 75% of the book is really, really awesome. Um, and we'll talk about this more, but I do have thoughts on some of the sex scenes and they are not all positive. So. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm glad yeah. to know. Um, also, no. I do want to talk about the domestic violence storyline just real quick. We'll talk about it more in depth in a second. Um, it is there and it's definitely a warning. Um, but I disagree with Sarah's take on it, but we'll get on there in a second. But, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at this point, we're going to start talking about the spoilers. So if you want to avoid those, come back and see us next week. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to first start with just the plot. Because I think for you guys, both of this is your favorite part. So like the plot and the plot twists and all of that stuff. Um, first of all, so when you read that first beginning part where he's, she's talking about how she has a boy, where she tells Dylan, so Zoe tells Dylan she has a boyfriend um, by Mark. And I believe we're in Dylan's perspective at this point. Um, and she's like, and he thinks that it's her boyfriend or something. What were your initial thoughts at that point? I uh, thought it was too. Um, yeah. Even when I'm reading through her perspective. I had no, like, no inkling that it was her dad. But then, like, once um, once it was revealed that mm-hmm. the coach was her dad, I was like, wait a minute. This makes sense. Because she never, they never really, like, had scenes together. It was just kind of, like, mentioned. And you just assume that they were together, like, secretly. And um, I, th- I knew there was something, like, shady with mm-hmm. it. But I didn't know. I, I thought that they were definitely dating. Yeah. And then there was also one scene where she and her friend she was telling them about dylan and they were like oh well you're like too busy you're 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 too busy with mark anyway or something and like mm-hmm. listening to it not knowing you're like yeah because she's like kind of semi-dating him or something i thought it was like you know he's seen her on the side every once in a while kind of thing but like listen but like thinking back on it i was like oh wait a minute like the dad thing that actually makes even more sense so i definitely get what you mean there were like hints sprinkled in there but they like they didn't like they didn't give away for me. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely, definitely well-timed uh, plot twists. <laughs> I was um, so like, I was so in my head that Zoe was dating the coach, Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark. Mm-hmm. I was so in my head that they were dating him that when you get to the scene where she's like, actually, I'm not dating him. Um, or where she, they have like, she and the, I don't know. Words are hard. She and Mark are having a conversation and they're talking about Chris, who is the mm-hmm. coach's son. And at first, and she, at first I thought that Chris was Zoe's son too. And I was like, no, I remember. How could that be? There's definitely a line where if you read it that way, you're like, wait a minute. It's like, this that's physically impossible. They're the same <laughs> age. And then I got it. And then I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Her brother and sister, <laughs> not 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 her mom. Yeah, not it was mom. like, oh, it's like he was talking about like we can't tell his mother, and he was like, oh, that's our mother or something, and you're or like my mother too or something like it was something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. no, I definitely read that, and I was like, if I didn't know what the plot twist was, I would be very confused right now. Mm-hmm. And I like that, like, I don't know, it was, it was, I think it was a good addition, too, because like you, it wasn't like we were led on for the whole story. It's like we found mm-hmm. out like. Uh, like I want to say like 25 40 percent in mm-hmm. that he was her dad but Dylan didn't find out until the very end mm-hmm. so I think it was a good way to like add some tension mm-hmm. without like the reader without completely like turning the reader on their heads at the end of the book you know what I mean yeah because it was the classic like the reader knew something that the character didn't dramatic and, irony yeah exactly so Look at um, math teacher, Shruti. Yeah, I know. Grace, we're the English majors. We're not supposed know. to be using that fancy term. Um, yeah, no, I thought, like, that was definitely, that was probably my favorite part of the book. Just, like, no, I mean, not the coach. He was obviously, like, a piece of shit. He but, was terrible. Yeah, exactly. But um, just the way, like, his storyline, or not his storyline, but, like, Zoe's storyline with him was done, like, through her perspective and his. And, like, um, yeah, it just, it, it worked well. Yeah, I agree. And now a quick word from our sponsors. And back to the episode. 
Okay, so now that we've talked about some of the plot twists, let's actually talk about our main characters. And this is a romance novel, so the romance. So what are our thoughts on like Dylan, Zoe, and their romance? We kind of talked a little bit about this, but if you guys have any spoiler thoughts that you want to delve more into. I wasn't, okay, so first of all, it's a friends to lovers romance, but in my head, friends to love, like it is, this Mm -hmm. is a friends to lovers romance, but in my head, friends to lovers is like, you become friends and then you start to fall in love and then mm-hmm. you, you date. And this was a little different because like yeah. they are friends, but the sexual tension and they know they like each other like the whole time. So I was mm-hmm. taken aback because that was not what I, was, mm-hmm. what I expected going into it. But I didn't hate that. I just was like surprised. I didn't feel a lot about the romance. <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like, I had, I had no real strong opinions. That's valid. That's kind of how I was too. And I think that's why, because I was thinking about that too. Cause I was like, there was no point where they weren't like attracted to each other, which is fine. And probably like more realistic. Um, honestly. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I had like a problem with it. It's just, I'm like, I wasn't used to it and I didn't really like grab onto it super well. Like, um, like I think, you know, they're cute. I didn't like hate them as a couple, um, but I just wasn't like as invested as I normally am because normally I think part of it for me is like seeing them like develop feelings for each other, but they were always yeah. just kind of yeah. like, yeah, which is like, there's nothing wrong with that because honestly, that's probably how it happens more in life. Um, like, I don't know, you see a hot person, you're like, damn. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it makes sense. You know, it's not necessarily a detriment. That's interesting. Cause I do think mm-hmm. obviously they were like attracted from with each other, like from the beginning, but mm-hmm. I feel like, they didn't really like like each other, I feel like, until or like really were until they started becoming friends. And then once they could become friends, they were like, okay, I'm attracted to this person and I'm friends. And yes, there's all this other stuff going on in our in my world. But I kind of yeah. like this guy. I guess that's true. I just like But a it's bit definitely of not a typical in there. Yeah, there's like, definitely I'm not... not attracted to them. That would be yes, crazy. Same. They're my yes. friends. <laughs> I feel like so like this is the thing with the friends to lover, there's usually a lot of denial that goes into mm-hmm. it. And I feel like that, there wasn't yeah, any of that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. There was the mutual pining, I think, which mm-hmm. I I definitely enjoyed, but there wasn't like that denial of, oh, I'm totally mm-hmm. it's totally fine. Yeah. I don't like him. Um, however, I do think that there was a little bit of that, I think, in the one club scene or the bar scene where he like sees where Dylan sees uh, Zoe and Jared dancing and he's like jealous and he's yeah. like, it's totally just my friend. And like his friend JP is like, what you're, you're into her. And he's like, no, he's just my friend. He's roommates. So like there's a little bit of that, but I don't think it was like as ingrained as it, it would be in a normal yeah, friends to love her. Yeah, it wasn't very convincing because he would like say it to other people, but in his narration, he'd be like, I love her ass, you know? So it was just kind of yeah. like, well, Zoe did the same thing because her friends would be like, your boyfriend. Yeah. She'd be like, he's not yeah. my boyfriend. And then mm-hmm. in her thoughts, she'd be like, but I want to be. Yeah. She'd be like, I stare at him working out every day. <laughs> but then to her friend, she's like, oh, he's just my roommate, you guys. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, it, it was in that aspect. Like, she, they deny it to other people. But, like, it, it, it was, like, obvious. It was so obvious in their narration that it didn't really, like, hit the way yeah. it normally does. Yeah, it was definitely a different friends lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know I want, well, let's talk a little bit about the characters then. Cause I do think that's what influences your, like our opinions on the romances. Um, I think we all have very different opinions on this. Um, so I like Zoe. I think she was pretty, I think she was decent character. Um, I definitely agree about some of like her quirky habit things. Then I, I think to me, and again, I think this is like a difference between the audiobook and the reading thing 
because I have no idea how the narrator sounded when like they were voicing Zoe or having, you know, Dylan's narrator voicing Zoe. But like, to me, it was like, oh, she's like, oh, she has some weird quirks and she's like hamming it up a little bit, but whatever, that's fine. Like, I didn't really care about that as much. Like it was an interesting tidbit about her, but it like didn't bother me. And it also didn't like make me like love her or anything. Um, so like for me, I thought she was good, but I didn't like, I thought she was super cute. But I think for me, Dylan was the standout for me in this book because, like, like I talked about before, it's just so rare to have a, a hero like this. Um, and even though he was attracted to Zoe, like, from the very beginning, he was fairly respectful of her, um, be possibly being in a relationship and all of her feelings for that. And um, I really do think we'll, we'll get to this later. I think um, he was pretty respectful of how, like, her emotions and her going through, like, hard times and stuff like that. There was a little bit of weird possessiveness towards the end, which I thought was really weird. I feel like the ending of the book was just so much different than the beginning, like the rest of it. And I, I think that's what's throwing me off right now. Cause I literally just read the ending like an hour ago. So I'm like still processing it. Um, but yeah, but overall I thought Dylan was, I really liked Dylan. I did like Zoe too, but I do think Dylan was the standout for me in this one. See, I disagree completely because while I do have my, um, criticisms of Zoe. By the way, I just want to take this moment to say that if this book had been published in like 2003 mm. and then turned into a movie, oh. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel oh, would yes. have played oh my Zoe. God, yes. No hate to Zoe Deschanel. I love her. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, if you're listening to this, please hang out with me on Thursday. I'm free at like six. We can do whatever you want. Don't bring the property, brother. It'll be just us. Anyway, continuing on. No hate to her. But... That's what I, that's what I pictured. Also, I pictured the girl on the cover. It was like a mixture of the two. Anyway, um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So Oops, I'm dropping Zoe's... my love for Zoe Deschanel everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> Despite the fact that Zoe was really annoying, she stood out to me way more. Part of it was because she was annoying. So like she was hard to not think about slash remember. And second of all, her storyline was like 10 times more interesting than Dylan's. And I just for a second forgot his name, which I think <laughs> proves my point. Like, and like, when I say way more interesting, I think, did Dylan even have a storyline outside of Zoe? Well, See, there we go. No, I agree with you. He doesn't. And I, mm, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So I like, and I mean, no hate to Dylan. It's not his fault that the author didn't put as much thought into him. Like, I didn't dislike him, but I like, I couldn't tell you anything about him. He likes his family, but we never see it on screen like we do with Zoe. Like, he's just like, I like my family, but we don't see him. Like, he could have called them on the phone. He could have, like, talked about going home for Thanksgiving. Nope, none of that. We just know that he likes them. So we, like, know things about him, but we don't see them like we do with Zoe. And I really think that this book could have just been from Zoe's point of view. And it would have been the same level of, same quality of book, if not better, because like, I don't think his point of view added anything to the story. I, I actually, so I love dual perspective books. Like I tend to like, I prefer it because I really just think it's more interesting and you can do more and be more creative with it that way. However, I actually agree with you in that way because oh, it good. does, because I do feel like in this particular book, Dylan's obviously an important character and he's like half of the story, but I feel like this was more Zoe's book. It was more about her journey, about her storyline and Dylan was there to help her um, I enjoyed the Dylan perspective scenes at times because I thought that like he did, there were times, there were some um, moments that I did, I did like, but I do think that the book would have, could have been just as good if it was just Zoe's because I might've just been tighter in that you could, I think the only thing that you would lose out on is Dylan thinking that, um, that they're dating. 
I think that's like the big thing you would lose out on. You and would, like, yeah. but also like we were thinking that. And we, and well, she knew that he thought that too. So we would still get it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say it like, I, I agree. It definitely could have been like a single perspective. Like you would have missed out on that, but she, but like you would still know mm-hmm. that he thought that they were dating. So it wouldn't have been like that much different, but, um, Dylan, I like no opinion on him for most of the book. Like I was just kind of like, he's all right. But Shruti, now that you say that, why you like him, um, I definitely agree with that. He was like very, which is like the bar is like on the floor. Let's be honest here. <laughs> This romance heroes um because i was just like you know what you're right he was like respectful he didn't like he wasn't an asshole he wasn't a jerk he didn't sleep around all the time like he was like a genuinely like nice guy and now i'm thinking like the bar is on the floor <laughs> well, like, this is also probably why grace doesn't like him or really care about him yeah was because he was just a normal person mm-hmm. like a decent right. human being I know it. No, I know what you're saying because I felt the same way. And now that I think about it, like I, I definitely see why Trudy likes him because he's different than a lot of other romantic heroes and like things like that. But um, he definitely had no personality. Yeah. Like, let's be real here. He, he had personality. He just didn't have a soul. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know. His personality was just like it was kind of all over the place. He wasn't characterized yeah. very well, especially towards the end. I think the like, ending definitely seem- messed it up. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't like I don't I don't know. It was yeah. it was just kind of weird. Um but he was fine. I didn't hate him. I didn't love him. I, he was like weirdly I just didn't I didn't like his perspective most of the time not because of him. Well, kind of because of him. It was just the way he would like talk about Zoe, not even like disrespectfully just be like, "Oh my god, like she's so quirky." It just came back. It always came back to how quirky she was. He kept being like, "She was she she would like stumble over her words in a sense he'd be like oh my god i'm fascinated by her this is crazy <laughs> I and i'm just listen, like what i feel i need to listen to the audiobook maybe i'll understand this better because i did not maybe. get that impression at all like it was just i don't know like it was nice that he was like i did i do enjoy you know the, the, the hero was like fawning over mm-hmm. her and stuff like you know that's always nice but it was just like over stupid stuff it wasn't mm-hmm. over anything like like i don't know um i would you know i talked about zoe I just, I didn't, it's not even that she wasn't smart. She just like, couldn't do anything without like freaking out. And I just wanted <laughs> to be like, girl, please relax. Your life isn't over because you dropped a pencil. It's going to be okay. Um, yeah, she, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't even know which one of them is the standout because I didn't like her and he had <laughs> nothing really going for him. So <laughs> I just had a thought. It's not yes. a fully formed thought. But I feel like Zoe is like, you know how, you know how in 2012 on Tumblr, like everyone posted like this made up shit and everyone just thought it pretended, pretended like it was real. Somehow Zoe has the same energy as Interesting. that. Yeah. Like, I don't think she would do that, but she has that energy. Yeah. Or she would just be like, or she, she's one of those people who's just like, like, I don't know, just dramatic about everything. Yeah. Like she, yeah. like just every single interaction, she was just or like, like holy creates shit. narratives in yeah. her head. Yeah. And I just wanted to She like, was very insecure. Like there's a the moment where, in the epilogue and there's a point in the epilogue where she's still insecure mm-hmm. and they've been together six years. That was one thing that like, the epi- I hate the epilogue. We're, we'll talk about this. I hate the epilogue um, where that really threw me off. But like, yeah, she's like pretty insecure. And I think, I guess I related a little bit to some of those things because I was like, she's over, she overanalyzes is really what's happening. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of related to that. But yeah, I know there was times where it was annoying. Yeah. And I, it just got to the point where I was like, how are you like functioning as a human being on this earth for 20, however many years? I just, I don't know. how. Maybe I, yeah, I, I don't even know. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate uh, Dylan, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, so then this is just one other thought because I mentioned it. Um, we'll talk about the sex scenes in general, but I guess I'll talk about it here and it'll be our transition. So I actually liked the more intimate, like friendship parts of the relationship more than the sex scenes, like the sexy parts of the relationship. Um, specifically, so we can talk about the sex scenes here, I guess. We'll move into our, some of the scenes. Um, I know Grace did not like the sex scenes, which is completely valid. Um, I thought the first sex scene was actually really well done. Um, there was, I think there was an element to it that actually felt semi-realistic. Um, obviously we, we see all of like the realistic sex scenes nowadays of like, it's really awkward and it's like, you know, people are quiet and whatever. And I think that's super important also to see, but I think there's also some benefit to seeing a sex scene where like two people who actually love each other, like are having a good time. And I do think that first one did a good job of doing it. However, after that, all the other sex scenes felt like I kind of skimmed through them. Um, I was not a big fan of those. I don't know what was going on. The imagery, I think, just wasn't working with me. And again, I was reading it and not listening, so I wasn't as cringy. But for some reason, it still wasn't working for – it wasn't as good as the first one um, for me. Uh-oh. I was going to say, and I think that's why the beginning of the book I enjoyed more was because I really liked, like, their hugs and their holding hands and that stuff. Like, that was the stuff I really liked about them. And then, like, the sex scenes felt like a letdown. Yeah. Um, they almost have sex – in the kitchen of the bar he works at. So that was mm-hmm. a no for me. And then they also do have sex in the last chapter. And I'm pretty sure they were in the stadium mm-hmm. bathroom. Yeah, That's got to be a real gross place. Yeah. You know that there one, are germs. It's that's dirty. Nasty. Yeah, yeah, I don't no like way. public. I'm not a big fan of the public thing. Unless it's like the one night stand, like in a book. This is like the one night stand in a bar. I can kind of understand it. Any other thing, especially when you're in an established relationship, just wait to go home. Yeah. Just go home sh- and do it in a bed. Yeah. Take your time. Like, we don't, we don't need this. Yeah. No, but I like, agree with you. It, you know, any other place would have been more practical. A, a car? Sure. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. But the stadium yeah. bathroom. Stadium bathroom. That, that was, that shit was nasty. I'm sorry. No, I agree. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, I, this book, the sex scenes, I felt the same way I do about sex scenes in other books where I'm just kind of like, okay, like, you know, this is happening. I'll listen to it, I guess, or I'll read it, I guess. It was, it, it is funny to be listening to them when I'm just, like, driving in my car on the way to work, and I'm just, like, oh, okay, so this we're doing is now. happening. Yep. I do have to obligatory um, point out the cringiest line of the book. I remember part maybe of it's it. The same one, maybe it's the same one that I, I was going to point out, too. Maybe, it. because it was during, I think it was during the first sex scene, and he, I think it's in Dylan's perspective, and he says something like, the sound of our skin slapping that together was, was the most beautiful sound in the world. <laughs> that was not the cringy. I, I was not the one. I remember that. I, I remember lost that. My mind. I was driving. I paused the audiobook. I was laughing so fucking hard. I was like, what is this? I don't think that the line I was, there was a lot of like penis imagery that just what was not mm-hmm. working for me. Yeah, there was a lot of that too, but the skin slapping one, I was like, I have, I can't. Can. Yeah, and that one I don't think I minded as much, or I didn't notice it. Whatever, I, the, there was some mm-hmm. like mushroom head mentions, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. That one, I was like, we didn't. Is that necessary? I think we can get the same point across yeah. without this. Yeah, here's, but, uh, here's yeah. how I it was feel. so first gross. Of all, first of all, if there's a sex scene, I do not want to. I don't want anybody <laughs> parts mentioned. That's just me. Mm-hmm. That's my personal preference. However, 
I think that if you're going to mention the body parts, okay, when they, they don't say penis, and I'm going to say words. Here I go. Here I go. They say, they say cock instead, mm-hmm. and that's fucking gross. Say penis. Oh, no. I disagree. I disagree. Really? I don't. Yeah, it is sex scene. It depends. Okay, it all depends on like the tone of your sex scene. I, we can get into this, but basically, it depends on the tone of your sex scene. Because if you're like, I feel like cock and dick are more appropriate to use in a, like a, when you're writing a sex scene, and penis just sounds so like clinical or funny. If you're doing okay, like, a fair. funny scene, but then say dick, say dick. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess I don't mind cock as much, but no, I agree that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There are certain words to use at certain places, but don't talk about the mushroom head. No one cares. No, no one. No. no one wants to hear about that. Okay. That was gross. This is kind of transitioning into, is it okay if we, like, transition into, like, kind of a different topic? Yeah, I was going to talk to a diff- about a different scene. Yes. Okay. So, this kind of goes back to the, the, the domestic violence storyline. So, the first time they have sex is right after, like, this dramatic scene in the library where her friend's boyfriend tries to strangle her after, like, we find out that he assaulted her friend. And that just felt like so gross to me. And it was just like, like it was clearly like, I don't know, like they're talking, they had just talked about that. Like it just happened and then they started like, that's, that's just what made me feel like it was in there. Like it wasn't the, the domestic storyline, violent storyline. I don't think it was that well developed. And then it was clearly just used as a way to bring them together in my opinion, because they just like slept together right after it. And they kind of, like, made it more about Zoe, too. And it, it was just, like, I don't, I don't know. It just it, it didn't sit well with me, to be honest. It was Yeah, no, I completely understand how you're feeling. Because I have a lot of complicated feelings about that. I feel like they mm-hmm. didn't do enough follow-up on Kayla, who is the friend mm-hmm. who was assaulted. I feel like there definitely wasn't enough follow-up on that. And I feel like she mm-hmm. – and this is actually something I wanted to talk about. I feel like there's a lot of side characters that have, like, mentions of like possible storylines that could be mm-hmm. in the future and i don't know if ella Mays is ever planning on writing those stories but i feel like she Kayla said was no set up. on goodreads what? she said no no no, no. more books in this well, series maybe she'll change her mind maybe she'll change her mind but i feel like kayla was one of those characters that was possibly set up to do that otherwise if it was not that if that wasn't the case it does feel like she wasn't fully given the honor like mm-hmm. she wasn't given enough respect to like get that so i completely agree with how Kayla was handled my my I have like twofold like on the actual scene itself um I felt that it was it was very interesting because I felt like it was realistic because the majority of sexual assaults are with partners that or with people that the person actually knows and Mm -hmm. I do and it's mostly like situations where they're already dating or you Mm -hmm. know something like that so I did feel like that was realistic in a way um Mm -hmm. I do think there was some like over dramaticness that wasn't necessary um like the whole strangling thing i don't think was in the, him being high or whatever like none of i don't think yeah that, that, that stuff yeah that was yeah. yeah like i think some of that was not necessary i was just like, gonna say to me that scene felt like it was just it wasn't written to tell what was her friend's name kayla kayla it wasn't written to tell kayla's story it was written so dylan could rush in and save um zoe like, it didn't, like, the whole time, I was just like, Dylan's going to come in and save her. I know exactly what's going to happen, because this, right. this is, a, like, a fan fiction from 2009. I, I literally was, thought yeah. the same thing. I was like, thing. this scene is straight out of a 2009 fan, Harry Potter fan fiction. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I definitely agree that the, the Angela and Keith thing, they kept hinting at it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what she was going to do with it. 
And then she just did that, and it was just too, like... Yes. I, I feel know. like it could have been did better you just, if... Wait, did you just call her Angela? Did I? Yeah, did I she? Did. Yes, she did. <laughs> I Who's Angela? Angela? I don't know why I called her Angela. I meant <laughs> Kayla. I don't okay. know where that came from. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think, okay, so this is my, what I think, if I was the editor, this is what I would tell her. I would say, instead of making this this like a big dramatic scene, you have mm-hmm. a scene where Kayla sits down with Zoe and they t- and tells her, this is what happened, this is how I'm feeling, can mm-hmm. you help me, I, I need help. And the situation, and maybe Keith comes over, like, overhears them, whatever, I don't know, like, how you would deal with that, but I do think there's a better way of doing it without, like, the strangling, mm-hmm. without the high, and all of that. And I do think there's a, like, instead of all of that, then Zoe comes home and has a breakdown and Dylan comforts her. And you still get yeah, all of the yeah. same situations mm-hmm. because I yeah. do think the scene with Zoe and Dylan in the shower is really nice. Like, I thought that was really well done. Um, and them cuddling together on the bed was really nice. And what I did, I did, because um, I'm now getting fuzzy on the timeline, but I feel like there was more time than that. Like, there was actually some time before they had sex because Dylan said no because she was Wasn't trying to, like. was the same night, though? I think it was like the like the middle of the night. Like, I know I feel oh. like it was. I don't even think it was the same day. Like, I think there was like at least like one sleep in between. Like, it wasn't was the there? same night. Yeah, because I remember well, them sleeping before. Well, yeah, they slept, and I think they woke up because then the, the next morning she was like, "Oh, I have to go. I wonder how Kayla's doing." I think she woke up in the middle of the night. But anyway, the mm-hmm. point is, is that I feel like I feel like there was some respect given, and I think. Given, I don't know, I, I am not judging too harshly for that bit because I feel like when you're in an emotional state and I think at that point she was in a sound mind, I'm okay with that because if you need comfort and, you know, they're ready and they're mm-hmm. both consenting, then it's okay. However, I do, I have issues with this actual scene itself than with what happened afterwards. Yeah, I don't think, like, what they did was bad. Like, if that, like, if for somehow, like, this did happen, like, in real like this situation happened in real life like it's not like wrong that they had sex it's just it just the it just the way it was placed in the book mm-hmm. feels like that storyline was just put in there so she could have this scene with them yeah you know yeah. and it just like just the placement in the book is what rubbed me the wrong mm-hmm. way like the the it in of itself is not necessarily wrong because yeah some time had passed like you're right when people are in an emotional state they want like closeness um but it was just the placement in the book that gave me the, that impression. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. I think it would be different if there had been a bunch of like, I don't know, like all of a sudden the book just mm-hmm. gets like really violent. Mm-hmm. And, and also like a few, not a few scenes, like a two chapters later, she kind of, she, Zoe, Zoe confronts the coach who is named mm-hmm. Mark. Mm-hmm. And, he like hits her and I was like, violence again. And I was like, where yeah. is this coming from? So yeah. it was it was just too over the top mm-hmm. and it didn't feel authentic. And like Sarah said, it really did. I was immediately like, what does this feel like? And I was like, it feels like a fan fiction. Don't read at eleven and feel guilty about Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, most romance novels read like fan fictions because I feel like most ro- like I feel like that's those two genres are very tied together. Because I feel like those are just tropes that are exist in all romance novels anyway, and then fan so fiction. So this was like two thousand nine fan fiction, not twenty twenty fan fiction. Um, I just wanted to point out a couple other things. Um, so in terms of scenes, I did like. I really loved the breakfast entertainment scene. I thought that was really cute, where um, he's working out and she's just like checking him out the entire time. I thought that was cute. Um, the earthquake scene was really nice because they're just sitting 
holding hands the entire time, which I thought was also cute. Um, and then like the time that they're watching a movie and then they end up cuddling. Like these are all tropes that I just love that are just like tiny things. I just want to talk about the earthquake one for a second. Yes. This, Cause this is another one where I was like, Zoe, how are you like a functioning human? Cause she was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared of earthquakes. I was like, bitch, you live in Los you Angeles. You should not have moved there. Why are you? I know. I'm like, why well, did you move to Los Angeles? And this, like, I get not liking earthquakes. I don't think anyone likes earthquakes, <laughs> but she like physically could not function. I was like, girl. I Everyone like, has different phobias. You never, you never know. Okay. I was just like, <laughs> I wasn't mad that, leave this city. Yeah. I wasn't mad that she was afraid of it because I'm afraid yeah. of things too. But yeah, it'd be fine if she was just like normal nervous. Like, oh yeah, I just really don't like earthquakes. But she like lost her goddamn mind. I was yeah. like, please yeah. or if she had just like shut down you know? yeah right yeah. or if she yeah or something like that like a like I don't know but I and like I guess everyone has different reactions but she mm-hmm. like I was just like girl what are you <laughs> doing um also a scene I did not like that I wanted to talk about so I mentioned this earlier I the epilogue was weird and the last chapter with the draft like that was a weird I think it especially mm-hmm. the epilogue did not feel cohesive to the rest of the book I feel like that maybe it's because at that point I had read your guys's notes but I definitely noticed the cringy writing more in the epilogue um and while I thought it was cute that we got to see their that they have a daughter and like they're married and like we get to check in and all these side characters and I thought that was all cute um I don't know it just felt out of place like it felt like having them at least I felt like the draft scene did a better job of like wrapping everything up in like a good place Normally, I love a good epilogue, and most romances, I think you should always have an epilogue. This is one of the books where I disagree, <laughs> where I think the epilogue was not good, and it made Dylan seem way more horny than he was before somehow, and it had a line where Zoe was insecure, even though they've been together for six years. So it was weird. I didn't like the epilogue. I don't yeah. think I have any strong feelings about the epilogue. I don't have that strong feelings, except to say that I rarely like epilogues. Um, so I didn't really, I, this one didn't really stand out to me because I don't like, I don't, I don't know. To, an epilogue has to be really good for me to like it because they, they're always, they always just feel cringy to me and not just in romance novels in any kind of book. I usually find epilogues to be just like uncomfortable because you get used to the characters in a certain state for the whole mm-hmm. book and then you're thrown into the future and it just, it feels off. So I don't know um, if I had any strong feelings about this one because for that reason, because I could just kind of expected that. I feel like in comparison to the first two chapters or whatever, where we got to like jump in time as like a prologue, that was way better and way better done mm-hmm. than the epilogue was done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of prologue stuff. So let's talk about some side characters. We've already talked a little bit about Keith and Kayla. Uh, Kayla so if we have any more thoughts on that, we can put that in there. But I kind of wanted to talk about Vicky for a second. Um, so Vicky was the ex-girlfriend of Dylan, and in the beginning of the, so in the, like, the third meet-cute time, they, um, he, like, is into her, he's not, like, in love with her, but he's, like, into her, and he likes her, and he walks in on Vicky having a threesome with two of his teammates, um, and this is the part where I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> this is the part where I was like, oh, I forgot that this book actually had a little bit more sex than I thought it did, um, and I apologized. Um, but I did think some of this was unnecessary. And this is like, I think a kind of a theme with some romance novels is you can get the same idea across of, oh, my girlfriend cheated on me without having to do an explicit like threesome. 
of, and like, I think there was even some more, I think this is where some penis words got thrown around. Um, yeah, that was my thought. It was like, it felt a little bit too, it wasn't slut shaming, mm-hmm. I think. I don't think it went that far, but it just felt like it was too much for what it could have been. Yeah. I have no thoughts about that part either. I yeah. Don't think. Mm-hmm. I liked that he wasn't like, ugh. Well, here's my girlfriend, who I'm obviously not going to end up with by the end of this book. Right. She sucks. Here I go, <laughs> going to deal with my girlfriend. But he actually mm-hmm. genuinely liked her. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say what I, I remembered I was going to say. And one of the reasons I normally don't like the roommate trope is because one of the characters is normally, like, in a relationship. And I hate that in any genre. But the roommate trope mm-hmm. just always seems to have it. So when in the beginning we were introduced to Vicky, I was like, oh no, like I'm really going to hate this because she seemed like he, the way he described their relationship, it seemed really good. And then he walked in on that and you were like, oh, so I was relieved that this book didn't do that. And like, even when I thought she, uh, Zoe was dating Mark, um, it didn't seem like that way either because you could tell there was something like off about their Mm -hmm. relationship from the beginning. Um, So yeah, that was definitely a positive of this book that there wasn't like, like Grace was saying, he wasn't like, oh, my stupid girlfriend wants to hang out with me. And I'd rather hang out with my hot roommate, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Grace, you wanted to talk about Chris. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. Um, so Chris is the son of Mark, who is the coach, who is also Zoe's dad, which means that Chris is Zoe's brother. And Chris is on the football team, and he's really good friends with Dylan. I remember his name, I promise. Um, there's something interesting about long-lost siblings reuniting, mm-hmm. like the parent trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did I like enjoyed, that part. I enjoyed yeah. that bit. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. I could have read an entire book about Zoe and Chris, like, becoming siblings and, like, learning to, like, hang out with each other. So one thing I did like about the epilogue was that the Uncle Chrissy stuff. I thought that was cool to see that, you know, they've grown at least close enough that he's like their uncle. He's the uncle to their kid. So I thought that was cute. Any final thoughts on this book before we read our review that was sent in to us? Okay. We mentioned this briefly, but the thing where Dylan gets like possessive or like Mm -hmm. jealous, the jealousy was like, eh, but it was fine. But, like, towards the end, he gets possessive. And he asks Zoe mm-hmm. how many guys she slept with. And she yes. tells him three. And then he's like, it should only be one. I should have been your first. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it's going to be okay. He was doing so down. great until that moment. And I was like, I think I, I highlighted yeah. that. Because he, he even called it. I was like, I hate, I, I'm probably being a caveman right this. I'm like, yes, yes, you are. Like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. This is, like, the one thing that you were doing. Because the jealousy stuff was like, eh, but it wasn't terrible. Like, I think it was right. okay. Um, but... Yeah, this part, that, that, that bit of it, and then, like, the insecurity bit in the epilogue with Zoe just, like, really bothered me. Like, if you take out those two part parts, I'm like, okay, this is way better. But those two things felt so off and everything else. Yeah. All right. So we did have one review sent to us um, by our friend Tiff, we have mentioned many times. Um, the subject of this email is sports ball, but make it sexy which I think is a very accurate representation of this book. I think that's what the title should have been called. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I think, I think this book was a lot of fun and super refreshing in a lot of ways. I'm not the queen of romance. That title belongs to you, Lady Shruti. Oh, thanks, Tiff. But I'd like to think I've read enough of the genre to be able to say, this one hit different. Yes, there was a familiar formula. Sports romance. Almost unrealistic, too ideal hero. Slow burn, etc. But I don't know what, this, what it was about this one. 
maybe it's that I found Dylan pretty likable and I really enjoy the way their relationship is set up. And to be honest, this is, well, and TBH, this is a slow burn set up well. Give me that mutual pining shit. I also love the, and they were roommates of it all. That was in all caps. I know that we on the pod are not all in agreement over the roommates trope. And I agree that in real life, no thanks, I hate it. But in a fantasy situation, I will eat it all up. Can we all agree on mutual pining though, especially in a slow burn context? Yes, no, maybe? Yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, there wasn't a lot about this I, did, I disliked, didn't enjoy. The writing was a little simplistic, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. I guess I didn't super love every character, but I think the main two characters are fleshed out enough that it's easy to ignore. Mostly, I think the cover is corny as hell. Yes, I like this book, but if Shruti hadn't re- didn't wreck it, I would not have touched it. I know we are not supposed to judge the books by their covers, but I think as long as I limit this judgment to books and not people and shit, I sure as hell can and will. I missed the last group read because work got crazy and I was not reading as much towards the end of July, though I plan on Stamped being my next nonfiction read when I'm in that sort of mood, so I missed joining in on the fun and discussion. This was fun. Can't wait for September's group read. Aww, Thank you, Tiff. Thank you. We love you, Tiff. Also, Tiff continues to validate me in all my opinions, so shout That's out true. to Tiff. <laughs> she did agree with you yeah. more than she did me and Sarah, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the cover part. I was like, I'm glad someone else saw it, too. I didn't hate, I mean, it's not the worst cover it. I've it ever seen. It just doesn't fit, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you should follow us and chat with us on our various social medias. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod, And you can follow us on Twitter at thebookhost. If you had any thoughts about this book and you want to share it with us, please use the hashtag bookhoseread. Um, and as always, please subscribe to the pod, leave a review and rating, and definitely share the podcast with all of your friends. Yes, and uh, we will be announcing September's group read very soon. I will be picking. Um, I have an idea of what I want to pick, but I haven't solidified it yet. So I will tell you about it next episode. Next week, we're going to be chatting about the book You Deserve Each Other by Sarah Hogle. So feel free to read along and join in on the discussion. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.